G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Many of God's people in the Old Testament times experienced injustices. Now take Joseph, for example, as someone who suffered unjustly. First of all, he was betrayed by his own brothers. Then, sold as a slave into Egypt, he was then falsely accused of doing something he never did. And then, he was unfairly imprisoned. Seemed like they locked the door and threw the key away. But while he was there, he he gave uh, interpretations of dreams to people that were in prison and promises were made. But then those promises were broken. So one thing after another, we, we see just a whole string of injustices towards Joseph. Maybe you've experienced some of those things today. Betrayal by brethren, false accusations, unfair imprisonment and broken promises. Well, the key to Joseph's success is that he never demanded justice from God, but he believed to see that God would be faithful and sovereign over all the affairs of his life. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And hello and welcome to Set Free with author and pastor Ken Legg. And Phil's my name and we're asking the question, is God fair? In fact, when life seems unfair, what do we do with that? And uh, Ken, you've rightly said that many of the Old Testament people of God had the courage to work through this issue with God himself, wrestling with God, uh, you might say. Yeah. David was uh, was one of many who dealt with uh, a pretty cruel hand in life. Uh, and in view of that, we're looking at one of the Psalms that he wrote in relation to the problem. Yesterday we saw that he encouraged us not to fret or get eaten up by demanding justice from God, but rather to trust in his faithfulness. Psalm 37 is what we're looking at here. What else has he got to say? Well, the next active word that he gave was this, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I love that. Yeah. Now, as we work through some of these issues with God, we discover that there's actually something greater than our problem. And that's a relationship with God. That that begins to take the focus. So you come to God with a problem and, and you leave with a relationship. So take, for example, uh, Moses and the Israelites. Now, the Bible says this, that God made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. And that's true. You know, the Israelites saw many mighty acts of God. They saw miracle after miracle after miracle. Mm. Bread from heaven every day, water out of the rock, the cloud to guide them by night, and the a day. And the, 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 yeah, exactly, the cross in the sea and all these things, you know, victory over their enemies. They saw the acts of God. But here's the tragedy. They were no closer to God at the end of 40 years in the wilderness than when they started out. Mm. Whereas the Bible says that God made known his ways unto Moses. Now, you remember when uh, Moses was up in the mountain and uh, he was getting the law and they were breaking the law at the foot of the mountain and they made that golden calf? God said after that, he said to Moses, he said, you take these people forward. I'll send my angel before you. Uh, you, you'll, you'll get victory over your enemies. You'll go into the promised land. It will be everything I've said, a land flowing with milk and honey, but I'm not going with you. 
And Moses said an amazing thing. He said, if you don't go with us, I'm not going either. In other words, I don't want just all the, the gifts. I don't want all the blessings mm. if you're not there. Mm. What I want is you. And, and he delighted himself in the Lord, you know. And so God made known his ways unto Moses. Moses knew the Lord, whereas the children of Israel just saw answers to prayer, yes, and miracles, but never knew God any better. Mm. But, but does that mean that God's only interested in the relationship? He, he wants us to ignore the problem? He's not interested in our problems? No, not at all. I mean, uh, you know, many of the testimonies of the psalmist, for example, and others in the Bible, uh, how God has wonderfully delivered them out of all their troubles and so on. Of course, God is very interested in our day-to-day lives. But uh, the fact is that God wants us to get those problems in perspective. Remember that um, uh, statement that we read in the Psalms from time to time, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Yeah. I pondered on that. I thought, well, how can you magnify someone who's already infinite? <laughs> and of course, the answer is you can't make God any bigger than he is, you know. But the fact is, in your eyes or in my eyes, he may be tiny. Our problem may be huge, yeah. way out of perspective, and God may be small. And uh, the Bible says, you know, we need to magnify the Lord. And uh, one thing I've discovered, Phil, is that our problem is actually not our problem. Our problem is obsessing over our problem, focusing on it and, and giving it such uh, magnification that we've blown it way out of proportion. And our solution is to focus on the solution. Of course, the solution is Jesus. The more we, we focus upon him, the more we will magnify him and get him in perspective. I think there's a real key in that. Our problem is not our problem, if I get this right. Yeah. Obsessing over our problem is our problem. Yeah. I think there's, there's people listening to that today that are going to take something out of this. We've got to focus on Jesus. He, he's the solution. And David says it there, you know, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's good advice. Yeah. There's more in Psalm 37. Though, yeah, isn't there's it? more, but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing he says, uh, the next active word that we, we read here in the Psalm 37 is commit your way to the Lord. Now, that word literally means to roll off onto him. Let's just use an illustration here. Let's just say a guy is working out in his back garden, he's building something, you know, he's got these planks of wood, and his little boy's out there watching him, and, you know, he wants to get him involved, and the little boy wants to help his daddy, and so, Mm -hmm. you know, he says, look, bring that that plank over to me. So, you know, the little boy tries to pick it up, but but as he brings it over, he's struggling with it, and his knees are buckling, and uh, it looks like he's going to fall over, you know. So he calls out, Daddy, Daddy, and, and his dad just runs over to him, gets underneath that plank, and just says, roll it onto me. That's what that word means, to commit your way unto the Lord. Mm, great now, picture. Now, you know, we, we've got to be clear about actually what it is we're rolling off onto him. Um, let me give you an example. Um, there was a time when we were, you know, we, we were um, opening up a work in Brisbane, uh, and we were looking around for a hall. And as I began to phone around, uh, I was getting a real negative uh, reply every time. In fact, a lot of the, the the halls that we were inquiring over were, you know, government halls or, or, or state-owned and run halls. Yeah. And uh, the answer that we were getting is, no, you know, we're not loaning these out on a regular basis now to churches. And so it looked like the thing was, was an impossibility, you know. And so I started to panic, and then the Lord just re- reminded me, hey, this is not your problem. Mm. You know, this is my problem. And so what I did, I didn't stop pursuing the goal of trying to find a hold. But what I did is I rolled the care of that yep. upon the Lord. Yep. And uh, that's what—that's the meaning of what David's trying to say here. There, there's a beautiful story I heard uh, about this guy and, uh, you know, he's always whinging, always complaining. And uh, everybody avoided him like the plague, you know. 
And one day he's walking down the road and this guy sees him and thinks, oh, no, here comes, uh, here comes Joe, you know. Let's, let's cross the road. Hopefully he won't see me. You know, I don't get caught up with a half an hour of whinging and complaining, you know. Uh, but as he got nearer to Joe, he saw that Joe was smiling. He was happy. Never seen him like that before, you know. So he comes across the road. He says, Joe, you look, you look great. You look happy today. What's, what's going on, you know? And he said, oh, you never guess what's happened. He says, uh, I've found this guy who has promised to take all my problems for me. And he said, that's fantastic. He said, that's amazing. All your problems, he said, every problem I got, I give it to him. He said, that's incredible. He said, yeah, there's only one one problem. He said, what's that? He said, the, the fee for this service is $100,000 a year. He said, $100,000 a year? You know, Joe, where are you going to get that sort of money? He said, I don't know. It's not my problem. You know, I just roll all my problems onto him. Well, Phil, isn't it great that, you know, Jesus says, you know, roll your burden upon the Lord and, and not for $100,000 a year either. It's free. Yeah. We can actually do that to the Lord. We can roll all our cares upon him. That doesn't say we roll our responsibility onto him, yeah. but the care and the anxiety of life. And it starts with that decision. We have to say, I'm not going to hold on to this thing anymore. It's yours. Yeah, God, I give it to you. And like you say, it doesn't mean it's not necessarily our responsibility or that we're not concerned or that we won't strive for whatever the issue is, but we're not carrying that burden of worry that we give it to God yeah. to say, whatever the outcome, your will be done, yeah. not mine. Yeah. And, and we're talking about Psalm 37. I'll just sort of read just a couple of, uh, the first couple of verses here because I think it's fantastic. It says, Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong, for like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. And then you'll live safely in the land and prosper. Fantastic. What a great promise that is. Well, that's where we must leave things today. Our series this week, When Life Seems Unfair. We'll have more tomorrow. And until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.